Resource Cast, a weekly podcast searching answers to hard questions on how to produce, trade, and consume natural resources. I am Hari Tulsidas, your host for the show. If you have a comment or a question, please leave me a message through email or leave a public comment on Reddit. Details are available on the show notes. Today is March 8, 2020. Why should 2019 novel coronavirus outbreak caused by a virus known as SARS-CoV-2 matter to the natural resource industry stakeholders? More than 100,000 cases have been detected so far causing over 3500 deaths due to this epidemic we also know that over 60000 people have recovered from the infections caused by coronavirus currently some 43000 people have active infection of which 37000 or about 81% have only mild infection and over 6000 people have serious or in critical condition from the current trends infections especially in the epicenter china is plateauing but there are three other clusters outside china that are still under the threat of coronavirus more than 90 countries have reported infections of coronavirus but only these three clusters have got a larger count than others south korea with 7000 cases and 48 deaths is the largest cluster outside china presently italy with about 5800 cases and 233 deaths is the second cluster and iran with 5800 cases again and 145 deaths the third cluster if you look into the fatality rates globally it is approximately about 3.4%. In China it is a bit more about 3.8% though the rates vary widely within Wuhan the epicenter of this epidemic and in other provinces of China where it is seen as considerably lower. South Korea which is the largest cluster outside China has only about 0.7% fatality rate. Italy has about 4% and Iran 2.5%. It will take some more time to understand the actual fatality rates as it is it is very hard to say what the case fatality rates until the dust settles a bit. Many health experts predict that death rates overall will decrease as the number of cases increases and the amount of testing increases. South Korea has tested more than 150,000 people so far offers a solid evidence for that prediction so far should the natural resource industry care about all of this should they be more active in dealing and managing this epidemic if the outbreak gets out of control as of now should the industry help in getting a vaccine or a treatment faster to the people who are impacted unfortunately the natural resource industry and by the industry i assume all stakeholders the governments the businesses the investors and others will be bewildered by this question the industry will lay the responsibility on the medical and the pharmaceutical sectors the government and social workers even the medical pharmaceutical and the vaccine industry works with a commodity mindset so they say that new vaccines do not have a stable market hence could be a risky and unprofitable 
business to be in we can't blame them for taking such an attitude and it is the way it is it is a paradox between the tyranny of the or and the genius of the and the tyranny of the or simply put is the commodity mindset not all companies have this mindset most companies listed in the us stock exchanges have an average lifetime of 15 years or so jim collins in his 1994 book built to last analyzes several visionary companies who have been around for a century or more one of them is a big pharma company called merck merck was established in 1891 its underlying philosophy laid down by george merck in 1920s was that medicine is for the patient not for the profits profits follow we are in the business of preserving and improving human life all our actions must be measured by our success in achieving this goal merck's internal management guide published in 19 89 when mark reached its 100th birthday it published a book called values and vision notice something the title doesn't even mention that what mark does in 1935 decades before values statements became popular george mac the second articulated those ideals when he said we are workers in an industry who are genuinely inspired by the ideals of advancement of medical science and the service to humanity in 1991 56 years and three full generations of leadership later mac's chief executive roy vegilo said above all let us remember that our business success means victory against disease and help to human kind mark elected to develop and give away metisan a drug to cure river blindness a disease that infected over 1 million people mostly in the sub saharan africa with parasitic worms that swarmed through the body tissue and eventually into the eyes causing painful blindness asked why mark made metisan decision vagilos pointed out that failure to go forward with the product could have demoralized mark scientist scientist working for a company that explicitly viewed itself as in the business of preserving and improving human life it was mark that brought streptomycin to japan after world war 2 to eliminate tuberculosis which was eating up their society we did that we didn't make any money this is a classic example of the genius of the ant prevailing over the tyranny of the or tyranny of the or is a zero sum game the purely rational view that says you can have either a or b but not both that is what most companies adopt as their core ideology we are here to extract minerals and petroleum that is our business human health human well-being is not something we should be worried about nothing else matters other than making money from minerals and petroleum on the other hand genius of the ant is a win-win strategy a view that allows them to pursue both a and b at the same time i want to express the principles which we in our company has endeavored to live up to here is how it sums up we try to remember that medicine is for the patient we try never to forget 
that medicine is for the people it is not for profits the profits follow and if we have remembered that we have never failed to appear better we have remembered it the larger they have been whereas george merck the second explicitly took a paradoxical view of profits john mckean president of pfizer during the same era as john merck the second displayed a somewhat more lopsided perspective so far as it is humanly possible he said we aim to get profits out of everything we do i would rather make 5% on 1 billion dollars in sales than 10% on 300 million dollars in ethical drugs said mckean this is the tyranny of the or which i am calling the commodity mindset today many companies are seeing the reality of stakeholder capitalism a system in which corporations are oriented to serve the interests of all their stakeholders among the stakeholders are customers suppliers employees shareholders and local communities under this system a company's purpose is to create long term value and not to maximize profits and enhance shareholder value at the cost of other stakeholder group common flu has an estimated 1 billion cases every year resulting in 300000 to 650000 deaths also each year malaria has an estimated 225 million cases worldwide every year with over 400000 deaths in a year tuberculosis affects 10 million people every year causing 1.5 million deaths in such a scenario is the covid-19 a black swan event black swans are all about why your experiences don't make you any wiser in his 1912 book the problems of philosophy bertrand russell talks about the chicken problem a chicken that expects to be fed every day assumes that it will continue to be fed every day it starts to firmly believe that humans are kind nothing in chicken's life points to the fact that one day it will be slaughtered we humans also have to acknowledge that the biggest catastrophes usually come as a complete surprise to us that is why according to russell we should always question the things we take for granted for example when two boeing airliners were flown into the world trade center the public was shocked the catastrophe seems to strike completely without warning however in the weeks and months following 11 september 2001 it seemed that practically everything had pointed towards this attack nasim talib calls this phenomena our inability to predict the future from the past the black swan in the western world it was always assumed that all swans were white until naturalist in the 17th century discovered a breed of black swans what had hitherto been unimaginable was suddenly taken for granted talib makes a claim that most of the history comes from black swan events while we worry about fine tuning our understanding of the ordinary and hence develop models theories or representations that cannot possibly track them or measure the possibility of these shocks black swans hijack our brains and make us feel we sort of or almost predicted them because they are retrospectively explainable international monetary fund managing director kristalina georgieva says that outbreak 
is the world's most pressing uncertainty. Economic disruptions caused by the virus and the increased uncertainty are being reflected in lower valuations and increased volatility in the financial markets. Economists have been using the SARS epidemic to put the coronavirus outbreak in context. In 2002-2003, SARS epidemic is estimated to have shaved 0.5% to 1% of China's growth that year and cost the global economy about $40 billion dollars or about 0.1% of the global GDP. Coronavirus epidemic, which like SARS originated in China, differs in a key areas. China's economy accounted for roughly 4% of the world's GDP in 2003. Now it commands 16.3%. If the coronavirus has a similar effect on China as SARS, the impact on the global growth will be worse. Outside China, the outbreak has also affected global supply chain as other governments have also taken immediate steps to slow the spread of the virus. Harvard Business Review predicts that the peak impact will occur in mid-March, forcing thousands of companies to throttle down or temporarily shut assembly and manufacturing plants in the US and Europe. Disruptions to global supply chains are one of the clearest effects of the coronavirus. Looking more closely at the global supply chains, there have already been significant disruptions, with the list of manufacturers outside China forced to decrease production in their plants growing longer every day. A Bloomberg report says coronavirus could cost the global economy $2.7 trillion. How can we predict such major black swan events? An annoying aspect of black swan problem, in fact the central and the largely missed point, is that odds of rare events are simply not computable. While we will not be able to predict a black swan, we can make our system less prone to black swan. Event. This is what we failed to do after two coronavirus infections, one in 2002 and the second one in 2012, the SARS and the MERS. Coronavirus outbreak like the SARS, MERS or the COVID-19 essentially are caused due to jumping of a virus from wild animals to the humans. We had two coronavirus epidemics within a span of 10 years, yet no preparation for the next was made, which came seven years later, 2019, and growing into a full pandemic in 2020. No vaccines have been developed yet for coronavirus infection, SARS or MERS. Had we developed vaccines for SARS or MERS, the path to COVID-19 would have been easier and faster. Many experts say that it will require one or more years to develop a vaccine for the coronavirus. On 26 February 2020, a U.S. health official from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases said that it will take at least an year to an year and a half at the best to develop a vaccine for the coronavirus. The U.S. National Institute of Health is cooperating with Moderna to create an RNA vaccine matching a spike of the coronavirus surface and intends to start human trials by May 2020. Many other companies in different countries are doing the same, trying to find a vaccine and then start human trials as soon as possible. Even if a vaccine is successfully developed and tested, there 
will not be enough available to vaccinate a large population. By this time, the virus may have two or more seasons of infection. No drug also has been approved to treat coronavirus infections in humans. Research into the potential treatments for the disease was initiated in January 2020 and several antiviral drugs are already in clinical trials although completely new drugs may take until 2021 to develop several of the drugs being tested are already approved for other antiviral indications or are already in advanced testing vaccines and antiviral drugs have a tortuous history of development even if scientists can celebrate having developed a vaccine before the coming christmas there is still the massive job of being able to mass produce there are four coronaviruses that already circulate in human beings they cause the common cold and we don't have vaccines for any of them the genetic material for coronaviruses is ribonucleic acid rna rna exists in a single strand unlike dna which is a double strand a genetic code having a single strand make it easier for rna to be cut up and remixed because only one connection needs to be broke this means virus can mutate really quickly and which could potentially make any cure or vaccine obsolete over time commodity mindset wisdom also says that for most viruses it won't be worth it to develop a vaccine unless it has great potential to kill a large percentage of people who get infected and it can spread widely in the population most won't be a big deal in human population like the common cold viruses even if you don't consider the mutation rates of viruses vaccine development in general takes a long time and in some cases many years that is because the vaccine would have to go through six stages including a three phase clinical development stage according to the centers for disease control and prevention cdc by the time an effective vaccine is developed and deemed safe for use the emergency may be over or if the urgency fades before a vaccine is developed work on the vaccine may stall and fall to the wayside like with the sars vaccine treatments or cures for viral diseases is a totally different ball game vaccines are only helpful before infection occurs because they prime our immune system to respond to the virus cures are meant to treat infected people and typically target the mechanism on how viruses gets into the cells in our body there are a very few antiviral treatments available to there are some prescription antiviral drugs that work best early in flu illness that is because they work by interfering with the reproduction of the flu virus by preventing it from jumping from one cell to another these drugs can reduce the time it takes for symptoms to improve but not all of them work to the same extent they don't eliminate risk of more health complications and viruses can become resistant to drugs with time most infections happen in places where natural resources are produced and transformed wuhan is a prime example of a place where natural resources are transformed into products and services required for the society it is a major industrial center in china the steel industry being the core of the industries in in wuhan and 
it has got many other allied industries depend upon the core steel production capability of wuhan with time people all over the world visit wuhan on a daily basis to do their businesses and we have seen that in the case of coronaviruses it is these people who have taken the viruses to other parts of the world a perfect storm was waiting in wuhan to happen we have seen such a perfect storm happening in kinshasa the booming mining region center in drc democratic republic of congo it was the epicenter of aids to go global the industry can do a lot to prevent such infections from happening or stop it at a very early stage if they have the will to do so. there should be early warning systems in the industry centers that can prevent widespread infections if an infection happens that means a virus jumps from an animal to human then vaccines should be developed in a short time within days or weeks during non outbreak times there will be very little incentive to work on vaccines for viral disease other than the flu even then it is mostly medical research centers working on vaccines that means they have limited resources to put towards research and development compared to big budgets of pharmaceutical companies pharmaceutical companies can instead put their resources into drugs that can bring in big bucks like painkillers if vaccine development can be sped up during an epidemic that doesn't mean that production capacity is also there to take the vaccine to scale for example a research group that is working on coronavirus partners with biotech companies government agencies and the new they need to develop new partnerships to be able to produce mass quantities of vaccine once the emergency is over and there aren't large funds coming from governments reacting to a crisis there isn't much money in creating vaccine some of the viruses that currently have a vaccine include measles polio and human papilloma virus hpv in these cases the potential devastation of those disease getting out of the hand outweighs the cost of developing a vaccine creating a global fund for vaccine development will be a good idea it could fund research into ebola vaccines and now coronavirus but a few problems still remain like not enough vaccine manufacturers and the market for it will be financially viable under the current commodity mindset that is why few big diseases like malaria doesn't have vaccines even with lots of fund vaccines all work on the same basic principle scientists try to make something that closely resembles a pathogen and then expose a person's immune system to it through a small dose administered as an injection ideally the immune system develops a strong memory of the pathogen so that the next time the person is exposed their body will mount an attack before the infection can take hold the trick is to do this without making the person seriously ill from the vaccine itself there are a few different methods of making vaccines but they all must strike this delicate balance one way to make a vaccine is to weaken it or attenuate the microorganism while still keeping it alive another method is called an inactivated vaccine which is made of a dead version of the whole virus or bacteria after it has been killed with heat or chemical all the above vaccines 
on the market use one of these two technique but newer methods still in development may get the debut with the covid 19 outbreak one such promising technology is nucleotide based vaccine nucleotides are the chemical building blocks that makes up genetic material both dna and rna the viruses that cause covid 19 known as sars cov2 consist of a single strand of rna enclosed in a spike covered capsule it uses these spikes to invade human lung cells vaccine makers can copy the genetic instruction for making these spikes and package them into a shot once inside the body human cells will make the viral protein which the immune system will then recognize as foreign it will produce antibodies against them and learn how to attack any future invaders carrying this protein spikes the reason it usually takes so long to make a vaccine comes down to a combination of factors first is getting a candidate vaccine that is ready to test this part of the vaccine development process known as discovery used to take years of careful benched up biology scientists have to isolate and grow viruses in the lab but now with genetic sequencing new protein visualizing microscopes and other technology advances it is possible to skip that step arriving at a vaccine candidate can sometimes be done in weeks all those advances though can't speed up the time it takes to meticulously monitor how well this candidate vaccines work in people clinical trials a prerequisite for bringing vaccine to the market are now are the real bottleneck each happens in three stages phase 1 involves just a few dozen healthy volunteers and is meant to evaluate whether the vaccine is safe that takes about 3 months if the healthy volunteers don't suffer any adverse effects it is on the phase 2 this time several hundred people will take the shot ideally in an area experiencing covid 19 outbreak so scientists can gather data on how well it spurs the production of antibodies and fence off the disease for this trial subjects that is another 6 to 8 months if everything still looks good phase 3 is to recruit few thousand people in an outbreak zone and repeat the experiment that is another 6 to 8 months if you don't have any problems recruiting or with your vaccine supply then the regulatory agency like the us food and drug administration has to review all the data before making a decision about whether to approve the vaccine that can take months to any year this means that since vaccine candidate started being developed in january a version approved for public use won't be available until the end of summer 2021 at the earliest and that is if nothing goes wrong only a handful of companies have vaccine candidates ready to move to human testing but more than 30 have joined the race today even one of these companies does pull it off they are left with a novel product that still requires manufacturing and distribution the first question we should be asking is does this product have the capacity to scale it up if not a limited supply will force public health officials to make tough decisions about rationing out a vaccine in general these timelines are very difficult to compress last thing drug makers and regulators want is to rush out a subpar product and create rather than solve 
a public health crisis. Making vaccines is so cost intensive and high risk that most pharmaceutical firms don't do it anymore. Today, vaccine businesses is dominated by just four companies, Pfizer, Merck, GlaxoSmithKline, and Sanofi. Since they are the ones with the kind of capacity required to fight a global pandemic, they are the ones that have convinced it will be worth it. COVID-19 might seem like a sure bet now. but outbreaks are unpredictable sars disappeared just 4 months after it caused a global panic companies that began developing vaccines against it had to abandon their trials because there just weren't enough patients similar disease cycles help explain why it took so long to get an ebola vaccine which was only approved last december despite dozens of outbreaks since it first emerged in 1970s government funding and pharmaceutical industry interest tend to evaporate once the sense of emergency fades away no one wants to make a product that is not going to be used road to rapid development of a vaccine is extremely difficult normal flu vaccines are prepared based on eggs as the breeding ground for virus the whole process takes months of efforts to make the doses of vaccine available for people to use can a mix of new technologies artificial intelligences robotics etc help in speeding up this processes it is something the industry will have to look into with a wide partnership of natural resource industries big tech companies big pharma companies and the medical sector in general such technologies are identifying the viruses quite early and therefore will have a big role in future in the development of vaccines and antiviral drugs we have some pointers that it is more optimistic than pessimistic in a scenario where we can develop vaccines faster the virus causing cases of severe pneumonia in wuhan was identified within 7 days of the official announcement on 31 december last year and 3 days after that the gene sequence was available hiv by contrast took 2 years to identify after it first appeared in mid 1981 we also know that the virus is natural and it is related to a virus found in bats and that it can mutate but does not appear to do so very often by 13 january 3 days after the gene sequence was published a reliable test was available developed by scientists at the department of virology at berlin's charity university hospital with the help from experts in Rotterdam, London and Hong Kong. China's strict quarantine and containment measures appear to be working. Last Thursday, 120 new cases were reported in Wuhan, the lowest figure for 6 weeks and for the first time since the start of the outbreak, none at all in the rest of Hubei province. Several Chinese provinces had no new cases for a fortnight and more are reopening their schools. in many countries infections are in defined clusters which should allow them to be more readily contained frequent careful hand washing as we all know is the most effective way to stop the virus being transmitted while a solution of ethanol hydrogen peroxide or bleach will disinfect surfaces to be considered at high risk of catching 
the coronavirus you need to leave with or have direct physical contact with someone infected be coughed or sneezed on by them or pick up a used tissue or be in face to face contact with 2 meters for more than 15 minutes so finding a solution to end this epidemic and making sure that in future such things do not go out of control may not be that difficult industry may not have the capability or understanding to do such a task but it is not an excuse to do nothing the natural resource industry is a 20 trillion dollar economy accounting for 20% of the global gdp such an industry should not be sitting in the sideline and watch and lambent need to partner with the medical industry and big tech to find ways how vaccine development could be advanced is a priority this industry should be having today making vaccines available to the whole world population rich and poor is necessary currently it is an expensive operation when seen as a vaccine commodity business companies will not be able to forecast how much is needed and when after spending billions in vaccine development the virus could be tamed by a change in the weather and the market may disappear this is the reason why the vaccine business is usually very risky and often not profitable but imagine the economic losses in the last two months airlines are closing major industry events such as the geneva car show which attracts over 300000 visitors annually has been cancelled we have heard numbers like 3 trillion dollars of economic loss due to the covid 19 outbreak a new business model which prevents infections is required to be adopted by the natural resource industry both mining and petroleum sectors to be specific if such an infection can't be prevented then rapid containment and making vaccines available quickly is the next step to be done the natural resource industry should give up its commodity mindset and partner with the medical and tech industry and anyone else interested and have something to contribute to develop vaccines and make it available within days from the start of the infection a huge quantity of vaccines are not required if we can act really fast and contain the infection within the first few days the 1919 spanish flu pandemic killed up to a 100 million people the coronavirus today has appeared exactly a century after the spanish flu pandemic and could be a super bug that appears in every century but if we act smartly this could be prevented this is how progress happens in the society This is all we have for this week. Again, your comments will be very helpful for us. Please let me know your thoughts on the issues being discussed here. You can email us your comments or post it on Reddit. The details are available on the show notes. Next week, Resourcecast will be back with another topic. Goodbye.